Hello and welcome to the Albion Social, your number one podcast for all things West Bromwich Albion. My name's Brad, otherwise known as Albion Insights, and as always I'm joined by my co-host Alf from the Baggis Bible. So we've had two pretty um, dire weeks off from club football through the international break. Um, England with two pretty disappointing performances. What did you get up to on your international break, Alf? Uh, waiting for the international break to be <laughs> over, mainly. Um, yeah, not a lot, mate. Not a lot. Waiting for the uh, waiting for the big one Saturday. Yeah, same here. I think. I think after that uh, great game against Saints, it was so disappointing yeah. to go into two games <laughs> with England. But luckily, yeah. we're back to the proper football this weekend, and we host Ipswich at home, which is going to be. Uh, Top of the table clash, it looks like <laughs> at the moment, just before the Christmas period. Um, how well have Ipswich done this season, Alf? Let's just jump straight into it. They've, they've come up from League One, they're a very promising attacking side. How, but what is the manner behind the success? Well, well if you're talking behind, I think it's all about McKenna, isn't it? Um, I think I remember kind of before the season started, and I was listening to a lot of uh previews a lot of people were saying it's which are going to be really good and i remember listening to not the top 20 podcast and i think they put um second i think and i was thinking hold on hold on a second there what is what is the crack um but it should have believed the hype you know what i mean they've been really good um i think they've got a great way of playing um that they've kind of stuck to after coming up from uh league one and uh, yeah, I think they're uh, they're just greater than the sum of their parts, aren't they? Um, because their squad isn't the best individually, I wouldn't say. Um, but clearly, McKenna's got them got them playing some good football, scoring goals, and uh, yeah, I mean they're they're well deserved uh, second at the moment, aren't they? So fair play to them, man. Yeah, I think I've seen them. Um the second tier podcast who did did get quite a bit of grief to be honest (laughs) um and they had it switch like to finish top two top three and they had absolute dogs abuse and i think i was one of the people who thought that as well for them to come to league one and play the football that they have the the most i'd say probably the most attacking side in in the division and the the stats sort of back that up as well i'll go go into that a little bit later but for them to be top two and around the teams that they are, with Leicester and Leeds, Southampton, who are all relegated Premier League sides, they've started the season really well. And as you said, the, the squad, they've recruited well in the summer again. Um, with the likes of Mario Hutchinson coming in from Chelsea now, and he's a very exciting player that yeah. I think we were looking at as well at some point before <laughs> before the career of Sarmiento. And um, now that I think I've just been really impressed with him, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean... I think you're kind of half waiting for the for the train to derail. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And obviously, it's still early. Obviously, 16 games in, it's still very early. To uh, they've got a long way to go. But I mean, they've lost the least games of the division. Only lost one game. Um, and I think um, before less, obviously Leicester have gone on a little bit of a bad streak. They lost two games on the on the trot. But I think before that, a lot of people were saying oh, Leicester are like the best team to play in the championship and blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was, that it's like an indirect compliment to Ipswich because they were like three points behind mm. the best team to ever play in the championship. And uh, you look at Leicester's squad and Leeds' squad and Southampton's squad. I mean, it's it's an immense job. And I, I 
Um, I remember when we was uh, looking for a manager when we got rid of Bruce. There was a few shouts um, for McKenna. Um, I don't think it was ever likely to happen, or you know, we was looking at it properly as a club or whatever. But um, it was, uh, yeah, I was kind of looking at our shouts, thinking, oh, is this, you know, mm, I'm not sure about this. He's from League One, blah blah blah. But I think, uh, much like with us, with Carlos, I think all praise has got to go to uh, Kieran McKenna, as probably I would say the best coach in the league. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it is really impressive what they've done mm. for me. I think I'd, I'd say he's up there as well with one of the best coaches in the league. I mean, you, you talk about these teams that sort of start the season really well and then sort of derail. I mean, when you look at the numbers behind them, the underlying numbers, there's no sort of indication that they're, they're, they're going to re- like derail. And that's going to be mostly down to sort of Kieran McKenna. I mean... Yeah. To lose only one game in the start of the season is is great form. It's crazy. I mean, when you do look at the last sort of four games in all competitions, though, I don't know if you've seen, but yeah. I mean, they've what is it? They've um, only won one in four. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah. that win was over Swansea, who's sitting seventeenth place, and they was down to ten men. So you're looking at whether the, the pressure sort of getting to them, being so high up the pitch. But I mean, when you look at the stats. The most attacking team in the division. They've scored the most goals, highest XG, highest uh, non-penalty XG, most shots, most shots on target. Jesus. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. But when you look when you look at it like that, I mean, the, yeah. the blow us out the water in terms of stats. Obviously, football is, isn't played on but, but by no. numbers. We know that, and I'll get told that every day. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at that, the underlying stats, there's no real indication that they're going to derail. No, it doesn't feel like they've got many flaws either. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think you're looking at, you say, the uh, the kind of little bad patch they've gone on the last four games, or even like their, their last five games, they've conceded two, three, two, two, and two, um, which is very leaky, uh, I must say. But it seems they've only conceded uh, 21 goals this season, which is low. It's the one of the lowest there's, there's a few with a little less but marginal so i think i don't know they, they must have uh started leaking a few more goals and um they're still scoring they've scored three one two two and three <laughs> so it's like well, you it, score yeah. three i score four <laughs> it, it's a lot similar to what's at the start of the season wasn't it you have you have yeah. to score three goals to have a chance of winning the game so they're sort of they're going through like a similar run tail weed yeah. at the start yeah, I think that's that. That might be what's what's happening now, um, because yeah, I think you got to go back to their squad. To be honest, and I, I can't. Oh, I'm looking at their squad. Their their you know their squad, and I, I don't know that many players. Um, I don't you know on a base level, but their I think their defense is probably their. I'm not going to say their weakness because it's obviously not a massive weakness, but it's probably the weakest part of their team. And you look at up front, they've kind of got obviously George Hurst has been uh, performing very well out of nowhere. Uh, obviously Chaplin, who's got loads of uh, championship experience, like you said Hutchinson, who actually hasn't been that good this season. Broadhead, they're performing. I think maybe their defence and combine that with how McKenna plays that might lead them to be conceding a few more goals and it might be something that we can uh, look at 
um, on Saturday, especially as we're at home, and uh, hopefully exploit that. Yeah, I think they've they've got quite a good mixture of like youth and experience in the side. I think that that that's probably one of the um, advantages of their squad at the moment. I mean, you look at the likes of <clears throat> Harry Clark and Leif Davis, who's been immense this season again. He was great yeah. last season in League One, but I think it's seven assists this season yeah. so far, and he's such a good prospect, Leif Davis. I just want to touch on that as well. That. He's probably one of the most promising fullbacks in the division for me. Yeah. When you look, well, when you look at his numbers and his, his performances, he he, he looks yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But to go back to the experience as well, they've got the lot of Sam Morsey in there, who um I don't know if a lot of you know, but he used to play for Wigan, and yeah. I think he was one of my like um, childhood favourites <laughs> growing up when he was um, in the lower leagues of the Championship yeah. League One. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's a very good balanced squad. I think he's. McKenna's come in, obviously he's spent money here and there, but he's built a very good foundation of a squad. Yeah, definitely. And I think you were, it's refreshing for, you know, um, a team to come up any league, to be honest, to, to get promoted, to do well and uh, come up and kind of keep the same core, uh, keep the manager, put trust in him. And, uh, just add little bits and bobs, which obviously I've done in the, you know, players like Brandon Williams and Omari Hutchinson, Twan Zabe, who apparently plays for Ipswich. I did not know He's that. He's played once this season, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I think it's refreshing, to be honest. And uh, I like what they're doing. Um, as, you know, coming from uh, a, a fan of the championship, do you know what I mean? Rather than a fan of West Bromwich Albion. It's re- it's really good to see. I mean, they're like like I said, they're they're rivaling, you know, Leicester. Obviously, they're at the moment blowing Leeds and Saints out of the water. So, yeah, I think uh, what they've done is uh, it's it's impressive and it's refreshing and it's it's stuff you like to see. Um, we'll put stop to it. Saturday, though, of course. <laughs> um, I just think it, it's they're a very modern football inside i'd probably yeah. say it like i said they've, they've got a young manager who's implemented his philosophy and obviously it's working to work really well in this time being there and when you look at how they actually play like playing it from the back the yeah. bottom of the division for goalkeeper long balls so when you look at that and you look at how they want to play you'd imagine that carlos has shown them hundreds of clips over the past two weeks <laughs> of yeah. sort of how he set up against hull against um rosinia yeah. i imagine that we'll be going maybe toe-to-toe with them with with, with the press because they're a very efficient and sort of intense pressing side when you look at the numbers they're the top five for all pressing metrics in the the division which we do have sort of an intense press but we're not very effective with it um i think this may be one of those games we're going to really struggle in if i'm being completely honest because you may not share the same opinion (laughs) But um, I just think the way that McKenna will set up, the way that Ipswich play, I think it, it's not one that will suit us personally. Yeah. Well, I see what you're saying completely with their possession and the way they play. And obviously, like you say, it's kind of a, uh, an effective side at both ends of the pitch with their pressing and their you know, defensive actions, their scoring. It's, they're, they're, they're deservedly second, do you know what I mean? So it's always going to be a tough game. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I I take I take some uh, you know I take some hope from games like against Hull, like you say, and against Saints, who obviously you know fairly similar. I'd say Ipswich obviously more effective, <laughs> um, but we kind of uh, like say I think you got you go toe to toe with them, and obviously I think Carlos surprised me a little bit with how he went toe to toe with Saints, who I would say are pretty much. Um, not the same, but similar styles to Ipswich. Um, and we're at home. Um, I think it's a big, it's a massive thing. Um, I, I back us at home, as I've said a few times over, you know, in the last few weeks. Um, being at home and our form at home is formidable. Um, so bring them to the Hawthorns and we can we can see what we can do. Do you know what I mean? And, and add to that, full trust in Carlos. Um, I'd put him second to McKenna as uh, you know coaches in in this league. So yeah, I think it'll be a it'll be a classic chess match. I reckon. I reckon. I'm looking forward to watching it. To be honest, in a, in a general sense. Yeah, I think looking at it just from like a neutral perspective as well for a second, taking the Albion fans out of us. <laughs> I think it'll be quite a good tactical match when when you look yeah. at two young promising, um, promising managers. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really exciting game. A little similar to Saints, but maybe a few goals here and there. But um, I think Ipswich may have the edge, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I say, it's, it wouldn't be surprising if they did. They're second in the league and we're seventh, and they've got they got 13 more points than us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any need to write it off. Do you know what I mean? And like I say, I go back to the home form and backing Carlos. And obviously, we've got Swift and Magic back. And uh, Carlos has said today they're in contention to start. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's obviously a tough game. Tough, tough game. Um, but we it was a tough game against Saints. Um, and, you know, as we've said, we could have, maybe should have won that game. And that was away from home. So... Yeah, I've got the faith, mate. I, you want to write us off, but no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Mm. To be honest, like I say, they're arguably the best side in the league. Mm. Um, well, so... we've, had, we've had a good two weeks off, good, good two weeks break. I, I imagine Carlos loves the international breaks because he can just yeah. dissect everything from the last game. You say you look at Saints and Ipswich, they're quite similar in the play style. So I imagine that Carlos would probably learn from his. Not mistakes, but learn from how we set up last time yeah. with the yeah. Chalaber and Nicholas yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe going with with Mowat from the off, I imagine. Um, a bit more mobility in midfield. So yeah. um, there's always positives and there's always a chance because it's the championship, <laughs> as always. <laughs> and yes. like you say, um, with Madra and Swift maybe being available as well, obviously they'll probably be a part of the match day squad. So I couldn't see them starting, but I imagine that they'll play a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Um, go with how how important is the return of these type of players with the Swift, Madgers, DKs, and Adam Reach as well? Well, it's, yeah, Reach now, don't <laughs> um, it's, it's massive, isn't it? I think with our squad and how kind of shallow it is, it's uh, it's massive. We get these players back, and obviously we spoke about it um, on our on our last couple podcasts with. Swift, obviously, is still our top scorer, even though he hasn't played for nearly two months. Um, Maja is a striker, 
actually is something that we we do need. That's um, <laughs> and we 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 haven't got him, you know, we haven't got him playing yet. We haven't he hasn't started his career with us yet. So I think it's it's huge that that Swift and uh, Madger are back, and obviously Carlos said that Sarmiento is uh, has had two good weeks getting his fitness back and stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, it's massive. It's massive for our squad. And uh, coming up against these kind of sides, sides like Ipswich, I think we said it about Saints, that maybe, uh, you know, if we had a few more options up front, it could have been different with subs and stuff like that. Uh, you need options against a, a team like Ipswich to, to change it in the middle of the game, maybe last 20 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, like you say, I, I'd imagine Madger and Swift will be on the bench uh, you don't really want to rush them back in. So you've got two really good options from the bench there to add to. Well, I think we've got a couple of good options, Sarmiento and Fellows, um, to come off the bench, uh, hopefully change the game if, if needed. It won't be, of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to see him back. Yeah, I think that obviously... Um... Chapman had that interview with uh, Alex Palmer as well. I think Alex Palmer said it really well that the squad is the most important thing rather than the first 11. Yeah. I think Carlos does that really well where he manages the squad, not just the first team, if, if that makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> it's the team that finishes the game rather than the team that starts the game that has the most impact. And it's one thing that he's done really well <clears throat> in recent months where he's utilised substitutions and utilised rotating the squad. And it's something they're still learning and picking up, but it's a really important factor of, of a top coach to be able to use utilize your whole squad, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the uh, the squad. It wins you leagues, and it gets you up the table. I think that's that's especially in a forty six game season. It's it's, uh, it's massive to have to to have players that you can call on, and uh, I know we'd we'd laugh when we talk about reach, but he's he's a good player to call on, you know, um, in in times of need. Um, maybe we could have utilised him at left back. We've obviously Townsend not doing too well. Peters maybe not being mobile enough for there. Maybe you could have slotted in there, but yeah, I think um, and uh, I think we said it we said it after the Saints game about Moat not playing. Uh, maybe he was, you know, uh, managing his game time, uh, which is 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 needed. Um, obviously, you know, you're talking about a game before a two week break, but um, yeah, I'd agree. I think Carlos is a uh, he knows how to work his squad, but not too much, and uh, because he's 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 an intense manager, but not too intense. I think that's it's crucial to, like you say, 46 game seasons. And now we've got Christmas coming up and we've got, you know, however many games between now and, you know, January. So, yeah, the, the squad's massive. The squad's massive. And Carlos knows how to uh, look after it. I think it's a perfect time as well, isn't it, to, to have this type of players back and to have a bigger squad. I mean, we've gone through, what, eight weeks of sort of having an injury-hit squad, injury-ravaged squad where... We're yeah. still on the coattails of the top six, and we're still in there, like in there and about. So, if we can put together a good run of form over the over the Christmas break, who knows what what, what can happen at the turn of next year? Basically, yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Well, it's it's a 
things change quickly, don't they? And I mean, you could be looking at, <laughs> I don't know, a month's time and Madge has scored like five goals or something and you're thinking, ah, now we've got the key to uh, to that extra level that we needed to really fight for, you know, the, the top end of the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, it's a... It, it's a, it's a quickly changing scenario, as we know, in the championship. And uh, the games are thick and fast. Thick and fast. Now. Thick and fast. Thick and fast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, things can change. And hopefully uh, things only get better with uh, these players coming back. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Well, Alf, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, yes. Thank you again for joining me. Um, really appreciate t- talking through this with you as always. And... <laughs> Hopefully, as, as you say, we go to um, the Hawthorne on Saturday and we pick up all three points against a very impressive Ipswich, Ipswich side. Make a look shit, mate. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Take all right. care. See you next week, Bye. mate.